Welcome to the Abundant Leap Podcast. I'm your host, Chance Welton. I'm a speaker, consultant, and thought leader here at Abundance.io. In this podcast, you'll discover your strengths, find turnkey business models, and get expert guidance for life's biggest financial moments, where we have trained and consulted over 35,000 entrepreneurs on how to start their first online business, and we've helped existing business owners start their second and third stream of income. You can learn more at Abundance.io, and of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at the Abundant Leap Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode at Abundance.io. We're here at Door-to-Door Con live on the floor with some of the top salespeople and top really just leaders in the space. I'm honored to have you here on the podcast, Michael, unbroken here live and in person. We got connected through David Meltzer and just hearing your story, I was absolutely moved. And I just want to share that with the audience and really just kind of walk us through your life kind of from day one. Uh, it's one of the most inspiring stories I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, man. Well, first, it's an honor to be here with you. Um, I, I love the opportunity. David, uh, we have to give him props first and foremost. He's one of the most incredible people on planet Earth. 100%. So my background, and look, I always give context before I jump into this. Please understand everybody has a different journey. Don't compare yourself to me because this is going to sound like some movie shit. So when I'm four years old, my mother, who was a drug addict and alcoholic, actually cut off my right index finger. And so that's where it starts, man. Multiple skin wow. grafts, missing half the nail. Like it's, it's chaos, right? My stepdad's super abusive, kicked the crap out of my brothers and I, put me in the hospital multiple times. Dude's 6'4", 230, linebacker size dude beating up a seven-year-old. Jeez. You know? And when I was eight years old, we were homeless all the time because my, my mom spent all of our money on drugs. My stepdad was over a trucker. And I lived with 30 different families between eight to 12 years old. You went into the foster care? I didn't go into foster care. I went into the Mormon family care. And so like we grew up Mormon in the hood, which is a whole nother level of chaos. And so we get bounced place to place to place, family, strangers, friends, vans. Dude, I never knew. It was crazy. Until I was 12 years old and my grandmother adopted me. Which on paper is amazing, right? Because I finally and at that had... point were you still optimistic about life, or were you just kind of shaken up and like? No, I hadn't been optimistic about life since I was five. I, j- something about it, I was like, "This is unfair. I don't get it. Why me? Why do kids get rich dads? Why do their dads even show up?" And so, yeah, I, I had no want nor desire to even live at a young age. Like I was like, "I hate all of this." Heartbreaking. And so my grandma adopts me. I'm biracial, black and white. She's an old racist white lady from a town in Tennessee. And we literally had a copy of Hitler's autobiography, Mein Kampf, on our kitchen table. Wow. So imagine the light chaos. reading at lunch. Yeah, you know, man. Jeez. If you just want to take over the world, it's fine. And I started doing drugs when I was 12 years old. I got high, popping pills, Percocet, Xanax, Vicodin, drinking, got kicked out of school when I was 15. Um, and I got put into a last chance program, still didn't graduate. Literally, I don't even have a high school diploma. What's going through your mind through this? Survival. It, just survival? survival. Like self-destruct? Because I've gone through a very self-destructive phase my, myself. Yeah. Drinking drugs, sex, just trying to like numb it out after my father passed away. Yeah. And I remember it was just like chasing that next high where I was never suicidal, but I was always just kind of like, man, if I, if I went out in a blaze of glory, like I wouldn't be mad about it. You know, if I was skydiving, my parachute didn't open, totally. I'd be like, ah, it's all good. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Right. It's over. Yeah. Um, no, man. So here's the thing. That wasn't the thought process then because that was my environment. Right. 
Dude, my best friend's brother went to prison. My best friend got arrested. Everybody, almost everyone in my family have been in handcuffs or went to jail. Um, we were all doing drugs. We were all getting high. We were all breaking into houses. We were all stealing cars. That, and that was our brotherhood. That's man. all you knew. It's all I knew, right? And so at, at 15, 16, I'm selling drugs. I'm in the streets. And I'm not good at it either because I got kicked out of high school because I got caught. I wasn't a good salesperson. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, that that was chaos. And I, I made a declaration to myself when I was 18. I got fired from a warehouse job. I was putting microchips into motherboards literally 12 hours a day. Anyone could do this job. And I got fired. And I remember being in my car. It's the same day that my my summer school teacher had come up to me and be like, we're done with you. We're just giving you the diploma. Get out. Like we're just moving you we're, on. We're we're just done. Get yeah. out of high school. Let because you're going to prison, is effectively what he said without saying. Wow. And so I'm sitting in my car. I just get fired from this job, and I'm like, okay, time out, dude. Time out. There's a solution here. You're missing the boat on something. Mm -hmm. And I sat in my car, and I was like, what is it? You can't leave until you figure this out. I was like, it's money. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's gotta. Be. What else? Could I've never it be? had it. My parents didn't have it. We didn't have it. Right. Bill collectors, car repos, all of that stuff. And and I made a declaration to myself. I said by the time I'm 21, I want to make a hundred grand a year legally. Legally. And legally. That's the important dude. It's so important. <laughs> you have no idea how important it is. Right. My three childhood best friends have been murdered. My uncle's in prison for life. I've been in handcuffs more times than I can count. I, I knew where I was going, dude. Mm -hmm. I knew it. And so. I said legally, and I just started working, hustling. I landed a job at 18 with a fast food place, had 52 people under me as an assistant manager, doing a million dollars a year in cheeseburgers and fries. Wow. It was chaos. I learned everything I know about leadership from that. By the time that I was 20, I was like, this isn't going to get me there. It's thankless work. It's painful. I'm trying. Look, I'm working with 45-year-olds with families who do not care. Right. And then 16-year-olds who just don't care because they're 16. Totally. And, and I was like, this isn't going to get me. And I had a conversation with a friend one day on MySpace to age myself. And he had just got a brand new Chevy Tahoe. And Chance, dude, I was like, how the fuck did you get a Chevy Tahoe? Dude, back in the day, the Tahoes were the jam. They were. If you had a Tahoe, bro, you were coming up. And that's what it was. And I'm like, wait, you're the same dummy I used to get stoned with before school. How do, what, what are you selling? Yeah, what's going on? Let, let me get illegal? it <laughs> He goes, dude, I'm working for an insurance company. Mind blown. My, I didn't know you could do that. Right. Literally. You don't I know what you don't know. know. And yeah. so I said, that's how I get to 100 grand. And so for two years, all I did was get declined by hundreds of companies. Every, name an insurance company, they would not hire me. I don't have the experience. I have no high school diploma. Who's right. And then one did. And as I turned 21, literally the month I turned 21, I cashed my check for $10,000. First time. Wow. Proud and of you, bro. It was amazing, right? Yeah. But here's the problem. I, you don't know what you don't know. Right. I know nothing about money. I know how to make it. I don't know how to keep it. Those are two different ballgames. Two very different ballgames. And I'm spending five, 7,000 racks in the mall. Right. Literally. Right. I'm living paycheck to paycheck making 120 at 21 years old. Yeah. Got an $85,000 car, all the stuff you can imagine. And by the time I'm 26, I made a, almost a million bucks, just shy of a million bucks. And I was $50,000 in debt. My car got repoed. I'm living with my girlfriend who I had to borrow money from to pay our rent. I'm 350 pounds, smoking two packs a day, wow. drinking myself to sleep. I'm stoned from the moment I wake up to the moment I get to bed. 
and I put a gun. Thank God you didn't do that, bro. I'm so glad you're here. I was done. Yeah, I was done. In that time, was there ever a break in the substance abuse or did that just roll in no, and somehow you, you just kept never you just kept it going? Money I, was the new addiction. I money and sex. Yeah. I was high literally, I'm not joking with you, dude. Every single day from twelve years old till twenty six. Wow. Every day. Dude, and we were like when we were kids too, because we sometimes couldn't get weed, we would scrape out resin bowls. Oh, whatever you could. Whatever we could. We'd smoke fucking cigarette butts off the street and stuff. Why? Because that's what our community is doing. Our yep. peers, our leaders, yep. our parents, we yep. don't know better, man. Yep. And I'm still paying for that. And there's so much of that unconsciousness where parents are like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's My not going to affect care. you. Right. But even in, you know, uh, families growing up where maybe that isn't the situation, it's like even the unconscious just put like shoveling stuff under the rug thinks it's not going to come up later on in life and then we have uh emotional intelligence problems we have communication problems we have these things that start to come up and like re-manifest themselves because of just kind of keeping that stuff under the rug um so going back to that point um when you said there was no break in the substance abuse your weight were you always overweight or is that something that was new. That now came that with the to, money. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was an athlete as a kid. I played four sports, you know, captain, right. captain of the football team, wrestling team, data cheerleader, the whole nine. And might I say, being an addict is a superpower. It's just we use it in the wrong ways. Yeah. A lot of us have very addictive personalities. It may be to social media. It may be to cigarettes. It may be to food. It may be to whatever it is. But if we can get addicted to the right things, we get the right outcomes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Growing up, I had a very addictive personality, grandfather, alcoholic. My dad never really touched it because he was like, I know what happens. A lot of gambling addiction in our mm. family. Uh, and so I stayed away from it too. And I was like, man, drinking, I love drinking, you know, drugs back when I was younger as well. And it was just like, as soon as I turned that to personal development, he got addicted to podcasts and reading books and, and going to these events. Truth. I was like, whoa, this is a much better high. <laughs> And I love so doing it. Fun. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And my business partner was like, man, you always go so hard on the paint when we start something new. It's like, you just started a podcast and now you've done 12 episodes in two months. It's like, bro, this is the next thing I'm addicted to. It's like, yeah. it's just focusing that energy in the right direction because it is a superpower. And I know that that, you know, has added so much to your life now, which I know we're going to get to, but I just wanted to make that point for people who are like, what's the good in that? It's like, just move your, you know, energy into a, into a healthy direction. I'll, I'll go deeper. You want, to, you want to know what the good in that is? Let's hear it. I already seen the worst of the world. Right. Why should I not have greatness? Yep. You've been dragged along the bottom, been stepped on along the bottom. You're like, it don't go any deeper than this. I know where this is going. Yeah. Right? And it's, I remember distinctly, like I'll never forget this moment. Like I'm laying in bed. It's a Saturday morning. Uh, I'm watching the CrossFit games. Keep in mind, I'm 350 pounds. I'm smoking a joint and eating chocolate cake. By the way, guys, he weighs about 205 now. Probably. You're looking yeah, good, bro. I work out all the time. Good job. Good diet. Work out. Don't drink. Don't smoke. There you don't go. Don't hook up with strangers. Life's good. Life's good. Look, here, here's the thing, man. And, and I pulled myself up out of bed that day. And I was mad. Like, dude, here's what people have to understand. Dark energy can really transform your life. Mm -hmm. I was so pissed off at myself. Un unbelievable. I was so mad at myself. 
because the only thing I ever wanted to do as a kid was be great at something. Mm -hmm. And it was living into everything everyone told me. My mom, my stepdad, my grandmother, my community, my peers, my every, everyone all the time. Dude, you're a loser. You don't matter. You're a piece of shit. You're never going to amount to anything. Your grades reflect it. Your money reflects it. Your health. Your, and I was living into them, mm -hmm. not me. Right. And so I poke myself out, out of bed and I go in the bathroom and I look at myself in the mirror. And literally, it's the first time I'd ever done this in my life. To this day, I don't know why I did it. And I just looked at myself in the eyes. And it was so uncomfortable mm -hmm. and so painful. And it hurt more than anything I'd ever been through. Yeah. Because here's the truth. I realized it was my fault. Not that stuff. Not the kids' stuff. Yeah. That ain't on. I'll never take responsibility. The drinking, the smoking, the girls, the Today. wasting money, all this stuff in real yeah. time was on me. Yeah. And when I was eight years old, as I'm looking in this mirror, I remember being eight years old. And our water got turned off. And dude, our water was always getting turned off. Our water, heat, electricity. I grew up in Indianapolis. I grew up in America. I did not grow up in a third world country, but that's how poor we were. Do you know how poor you have to be to have your water turned off? Poverty. Yeah. Massive poverty. And so I go in the backyard. My mom says, go to the neighbor's house and get some water. Take this little blue bucket. You're like, what, a five-gallon bucket? Do you want me to tap I literally into, their, have, into their dude, main line? What do you I want me to do, I literally have mom? this bucket i walk across the street i turn on the spigot on the side of their house and i stole water wow and i remembered that and i, I and it, it today i remember it vividly exactly that moment because i remember being like in my head when i'm when i'm a grown-up this is not gonna be my life yeah and so at 26 it wasn't in a lot of ways dude on paper people are like you got it all man you're having sex with all these chicks you got all these cars you got all this clothes, you got money, but I, again, 50 grand in debt, 350 pounds. My little brother literally goes, never talk to me again. You're not my brother. Everything was a disaster. Wow. And I realized looking in that mirror, I was like, this is on me. And I asked myself a question that changed my life forever. This is literally the one moment everything became different. And I said, what are you willing to do to have the life that you want? Mm -hmm. And the answer, bro, I don't know where it came from. God, Mother Nature, Spirit, Batman, I don't know. It was just like, no excuses, just results. Yep. And for 13 years, that's been my life. And that's a question that everybody listening in should ask themselves right now. Pause this podcast and ask yourself, because you're going to find some real truth that maybe you were not aware of before. We've all had to do that point, right? Where we think on paper, this is what life looks like. This is what it's supposed to feel like. And then we feel empty inside, but we keep showing the world. We keep posting on social media. Everything's great. Family's amazing. This, that, and the other. But deep down inside, if you're still not feeling fulfilled and you, and you, it feel, you feel it like just crawling up inside of you, it's that moment when you really need to ask yourself, am I fulfilled? Am I really truly doing what my heart wants? Right? A lot of people now are really talking about heart-centered business, heart-centered movement. Am I really operating from that point? And if you're not, it's never too late to change. It's never too late to make those right steps to put you in a place. Like the amount of, like this is the age of the information and I have so many amazing coaches and mentors and your podcast is fantastic, transformed a lot of people's lives. Um, you know, we're talking about David Meltzer as well. I just spoke on stage, changing people's lives. Like there, the information and the people and the coaches are there 
to help you close that time gap to get to where you want to go. Back in the day, like when I was interviewing um, uh, Randy earlier, he was like, bro, when we used to coach, it was like cassette tapes and like piece of paper you had to fill out. Like it was hard to find it's the information. World, <laughs> it's like you can get on there, you start following these people and start asking the right questions. You'll get the right answers. So yeah. continue back on that because I feel like at 26, you ask it. How old are you now, by the way? I'll be 38 this year. 38. So at that point, you ask the question, did things start to change immediately or was this something no, that the subconscious no, no. had to eventually believe yeah. in? What? This you're was, down the road? This was the first time. Here's how I think about it. This is the first time I'd ever pulled up the concrete and had access to the soil. And so from there, it was really just, I started thinking about what are the things that are in my head that keep me awake at night? Mm -hmm. And how do I deal with those things? Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, that's what it is. What do you need to do? You already know. Leave the job, break up with the girl, don't smoke the cigarette, quit eating McDonald's, whatever. Right. Right. But then on the other side, the positive things, journal, meditate go to therapy, be serious, have hard conversations. Yeah. And so that's what it was. And for really three years from 26 to 29, dude, it was one step forward and a million steps backwards. Yes. Cause I'd be like, fuck man, I can't believe I did that thing. And I said, I wasn't going to do it again, mm -hmm. but you, it's iteration. Right. Right. It's just like a program that learns over time when you give it data, eventually it becomes proficient. Cause look at the end of the day, the human brain is programmable. Sure. And that's what I discovered and what it, what really kicked it off. And, and this is a story I've been telling more lately because I don't think I've done enough credit is uh, one day I was on uh, the internet and I saw this ad from Brendan Burchard and it was for one of his courses. And I'd never taken a course. I'd never done anything before. And it was like 50 bucks, a hundred bucks, something like that. And I remember, cause I'm still 50 grand in debt, by the way. At right. This point. And I remember I looked down at my shoes and I had on a pair of $300 Jordans. And I was like, you motherfucker, you care about these shoes more than you care about your life. Yep. And I was like, screw it. I'm already 50 grand in. What's another 50 grand? 50 bucks. So I bought it. And that course didn't change my life, of course. Right. But that was the seed that went into the soil that happened along the, with the therapy and with the coaching. And podcasts weren't really a thing back then, but the online video courses right. and the books and all this stuff. And then it turned into what it's become now. And that's just been through massive consistency. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. Yep. I'm and, only obsessed with being better. Yep. And a, a little hack that we teach our students, like when you're wanting, you're like, oh, I need to change my health. I need to change my weight. Is that diet? Like, what is it? I need to stop smoking cigarettes. Um, whatever the things are that you want to change, we get overwhelmed and the brain shuts down when we become yep. too overwhelmed or too stressed out. So then, we, so then we don't do anything. So what I tell my students is rate those the worst thing first, like name out all these things you want to change and then rate them one to five. The fives move to the top. Take care of a five. Spend the next month taking care of that five. Is smoking cigarettes? Fantastic. Do that. Get it done. Right? Is it not, is it being a better partner and your relationship needs to be fixed? Whatever it is, focus on that first. So then you, you don't experience overwhelm. You actually do it. And then you get motivation because one of those things actually removed off your list and then erase it. Get rid of it. It's done. It's It's been fixed. But like you said, it's that continuing to show up and just be conscious of it. Because eventually with repetition, your subconscious will actually hold into it and say, oh, no, this is the way we think now. Yeah. And the older you get, the more, uh, uh, the harder your uh, neural trans, 
uh, how do you say it? Your neuroplasticity, sorry, in your brain, it gets hard. And then it's harder to change habits. Yes. It takes more consistency. And and that's why I think it's important to, I, I look at it as this, I'm changing my life. I'm not changing a habit. Yep. And at some point you have to get into this place where you don't negotiate with yourself. I like that. Because a lot of people, what what will happen is, think about this. We as human beings, we are far more comfortable with failure and we are far more terrified of success. 100%. And so when you get in this place and you're like, well, I want to be successful, but you don't have a model, what you don't realize it's an iterative process. It's literally day in and day out, trying things, learning things, losing things, finding things, going back in and out. But when you actually have a shift mentally, like I don't think about habits. I say, this is what I'm doing, period. Yep. Stop trying to make an excuse and a reason why you can't do it. Man, I can find a, and look, here's the hard part. Your excuses, they're fair. I'm from the hood. I have no family. I'm an orphan, drug act, 12 years old. Yep, fair. And, and what are you going to do about it? Yep. What are you going to do? Because here's the thing, man, and you know this as well as I do. There are people all day long who they complain and complain and complain and complain about their life. And it's like, this is your fault. It is. Everything it's, is your fault. It's hard, man. Look, people don't want to hear that they because don't. here's the reality. That means that you have to be responsible for yourself. And here's the truth about it. When you start to be responsible for yourself, you step into reparenting yourself because a lot of what happens, especially from childhood trauma and from abuse and the things that we go through is we're not given the space of structure. It's chaos all the time. It's yeah. always chaotic. And so you have to get in this place where you're like, I'm going to be responsible for me. I'm not going to let myself off the hook. I'm going to show up when I say I'm going to show up. I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do when it sucks, when it's not fun. And I'm not saying like turn into like, you know, these guys who are these influencers who are do they do everything all the time and they're almost psychotic about it. But there is a level of it that you need. Mm -hmm. Be upset. Like Grant Cardone says it best. Be obsessed or be average. Yep. And if you want to be average, respect. But it's based on happiness. Are you good? Because if you're good where you are at life, then don't complain. Right. Because that's the thing. If somebody says, say, I'm good, and then they complain all day long about everything. Then you're not good. You're everything. a liar. Exactly. You're a liar. Exactly. And stop lying to yourself. Because here's the truth. If you're working in this career that you hate and the money's good, what does that have to do with anything? Totally. I would rather, I would literally rather make $10,000 a year and be happy and content than make a million and hate my life. 100%. Like, and so many people are wanting to chase the money, chase the dollar, because that's what happiness is. No, what happiness is, is it gives you the access to amazing people and yes. being around those amazing people. Truth. That's what it is. And like at this age, it doesn't matter if the bank account's going up or down, or if the business is bigger one month or slightly down. It's like, I'm able to be around the people that really inspire me, that I really want to be around, that actually give a damn about me yeah. and vice versa. Yes. You know, just from us being here and setting this up and being through David, we're having this amazing conversation. We're going to be brothers for life. 100%. No doubt. 100%. And that's what it is. Like, that's what success brings you is experiences and really being able to have impact and getting around other people that also want to have impact. That's what's exciting. Dave just said it on stage. He's like, happiness is not getting there. It's the pursuit of it. You're always going towards it, always pushing yourself, always growing to the next level. And that is actually what brings the happiness. You don't ever land on happiness and I'm just happy. Yep. It's the pursuit of it, doing the reps every single day, which allows the abundance to show up in your life. Yeah. And, and recognizing the truth. And here's what people miss out on this all the time. 
They're like, I want to be a public speaker. I want to write a book. I want to be a podcast host. I want to start a SaaS company, whatever, right? And it's like, you don't have the skills yet. Right. You, you want to, beautiful. I love that for you. Great. Go acquire the skills. Yep. And then go and work your face off for seven years. Yep. Because nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody's showing up. Nobody's watching. Nobody's buying your product. They're, these people who are overnight successes typically are 10 years in the making. Everybody always says this, but I want to go into that a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. I had a mentor years and years and years ago tell me something really important because I was like, I don't get it, man. Why aren't I a millionaire? Like, even though I made a million dollars, I wasn't a millionaire. That's very different. Yes. Because cause you're not ready. You're not ready because you haven't done the things necessary to get there. Yep. And most people aren't willing to do the things necessary to get there. The thing that they want is they want it now. Mm -hmm. You haven't earned it. And they want people to put them on. Nobody's putting you on. Right. Bro, when I first started doing this, when I first started speaking and coaching and writing books and all that, my first event, literally my first event, two people came. We had Unbroken. I had plenty of those. Bro, but that's the game. Unbro <laughs> right. Unbroken Conference was in December, 2,500 people. Wow. You know? And it's like, and it's like I look at that and life is very different today. But you have to have the space to become that person. Yep. When you're young and you have people indoctrinating you, embedding you and ingraining you, grooming you into lack. You're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not capable enough. One of the worst things ever. Here's why I hated school. I can place it back to second grade entirely. We had this board in our second grade hallway and it said at the top, you can do anything that you want to do, but you're probably not going to be a professional player. Wow. Literally, that's what it said. And it was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. Because if I want to, I will. Totally. And, and, you know, here's the reality about that. You put that in kids' heads, they sit in it. And that's the thing is like, oh, coaches, teachers, parents, they think, oh, I'm just protecting them I'm, so that they don't get let down if they don't make it. Well, it's like, well, you're not giving them the foundation and the courage and the education and yep. the system to get there. So really, you're actually doing what you don't want to be doing. One of the things I would love people to take from this really right now is to think about something really important. Most people are looking for reasons why not when they need to become solution oriented and look for how. Agreed. There's always a way. Always. Always a way. It might be the 38th thing that you try, but there's always a way. I'll give you a great And that comes with weight coming from you, my brother, talking about it's all your fault and it's all about finding the how because everything that you've gone through and now it's come up to this amazing life that you've created for yourself it's like that carries more weight because of your story and i want people to hear that but i'm not an anomaly dude i know i'm i'm not look i tell those people all the time i'm not special i'm not i'm just driven i want what i want and here's the thing when i tell my dreams to people here i'll tell you my dreams right now i want everything I want an amazing home on a lake. I want an Audi R8 Spider. I want a beautiful, amazing, confident woman. I want millions of dollars in my bank account. And I want to be the number one speaker in the country. And if you sat next to me right now and you said, I don't know about that, I would drop this fucking mic and I would walk away from you. <laughs> Here's why. Because if somebody will ever try to stop your dreams, you need to move away from yep. them as quickly as human possible. 100%. Because at the end of the day, you have to have people that want you to rise with them. 
and together and in community. And have that abundant mindset. And have that abundant mindset because, dude, I want everything. I hope this is the biggest podcast in the world. I hope you beat my podcast. (laughs) I do. Two reasons. One, because I'm super competitive and I will find a way to come back and crush you. Love it. And two, because I want that for you. I want greatness for you. And and when people are around you and they don't want that for you and they're like, I don't know about, I'll give you a great example, man. My passport covered in stamps from around the world. There's a picture of my grandmother in it. Old pictures from like the 90s or something. Right. When I'm like 12, 13 years old, we're in the living room. We're watching Anthony Bourdain's first show. I might've been 14, somewhere in that window, right? Yeah. We're watching his first show, Chef's Tour. And it's on this big old RCA TV, you know, with the wooden oh, box, yeah. the screen's this big. Yep. That, that TV was literally like as old as I was. It was yep. crazy. And my grandma's in her rocking chair, sitting, rocking back and forth, smoking a Misty Slim 100, <laughs> drinking a Paps, I swear to God, drinking a Paps Blue Ribbon and playing a video poker game, right? And I'm like, Grandma, one day I'm going to travel the world. And I meant it. Like, I felt that. I felt it, yeah. And you know what she said to me? I don't know about that. It's dangerous out there. Yeah. My grandma's never been on an airplane. Why am I listening to her? Yeah. But we do. And most people do until you realize you have to pull yourself out of the limiting beliefs other people placed on you. Like, I know Kanye is always this hot button topic, right? I don't want to get into his political stances, but I want to talk about something really important. He believes in himself. He believes in himself. And if you don't believe in yourself, nobody's going to. 100%. Nobody's going to. You didn't call me and be like, yo, I think I should do a podcast. What do you think? You're like, I'm going to do it anyway. Let's see what happens. And that's the game. Truth. And that's the game. And that game is uncomfortable because in that game, three things are going to happen. One, you're going to have to learn how to trust yourself. You're going to have to let go of all the stuff people have always told you about who it is that you should be. And you're going to have to trust yourself and become the person you know you are. Yep. Two, this is really difficult. You're going to have to change your people. That's the hardest part for everybody. You got to change your people. You're going to have to change your people. You're going to have to lose best friends. You're You're going to have to lose family members. You're going to lose girlfriends, wives, husbands, boyfriends. You're going to have to put, dude, I put a restraining order on my mother when I was 15. Wow. And at 18, I told her, I'll never talk to you again. Have you talked to her since? Till the day she died, I talked to her one time. I would not be here with you without that decision. Yep. Hardest decision I've ever made. Period. Nothing's harder. Mm-hmm. And three, this, this is the difficult one, arguably probably more so than the other two, is you're going to have to let go. You're going to have to let go of all the things that have kept you trapped, all the times you beat yourself up, all the times you lied, all the times you hurt people, all the times you didn't step up, all the times you got drunk and you made that bad decision, all the times that you didn't show up for the family, all the times that you didn't show up for yourself, you're going to have to let go. It is the past. It is done. There's nothing you can do about it. It is gone. And if you let go of it, it's like this, man. If I gave you a backpack and had a thousand pounds of bricks in it, how long are you going to carry that thing? How long? Well, then why are you? Exactly. Right? And that's the thing that people have to come to. And, and those, those are the transformations. Yep. Those are the things that we work with people to give them the tools to show them this is how you do it. Because again, I'm not an anomaly. I just figured it out. So going back to your timeline, uh, you know, you'd ask yourself that question in the mirror. Yeah. 
it, it had taken you how many more years until things really started to change of you consistently showing up, trying to change the thought processes when going I was, through your subconscious. When I was heading into 30, and here's so why. About four years. About four years. Okay. Well, really kind of five, because when I was 25, it was starting to seep in that something was wrong. It probably came around the time I literally slashed my girlfriend's tire because I thought she was cheating on me. Turns out she was, and she married the guy she was cheating on me with on my birthday. So wow. I wasn't wrong. You were wrong. I wasn't wrong, <laughs> but I mean, it was kind of chaotic. Like, yeah. you don't you do not do that, right? Right. I've never shared that anywhere, by the way. So You're here first, folks. You're here first. <laughs> and so <laughs> 25, I had, I had kind of this inkling, right? But I was driven by anger and hate, literally hate, Yeah. right? And so at 30, heading into 30, I had to leave the relationship I was in. And I sat down with my boys one night and I was like, I'm leaving. I grew up in Indianapolis. I'm living in Indiana. I'm leaving. Because it dawned on me. I was like, dude, every time I drive down that street, there's a memory. Every time I smell that smell, I'd, dude, the anxiety I had about running into kids that I grew up with, that we did bad things to, that might murder me, was for real. Yeah. I carried a pocket knife with me and a gun all the time. Wow. I didn't permit, because I'm not stupid-ish. <laughs> <laughs> right? But I had a... And I'm like, yo, in case anything ever pops up, I'm going to be prepared. Yeah. And then I realized, like, that is torturous to your soul. 100%. And so I moved to Portland, Oregon, as far away as I could. And that's where things really Because you change your environment, you change your patterns, you change your reactions to everything. You're going to get around new people, yep. new opportunities, new restaurants. You can actually start new. More importantly than that, though, because that's where all, everyone always goes, you're going to be alone and you're going to have to deal with some shit. Oh, yeah. You have to get out of your comfort zone. Yep. You're going you're gonna to be with your thoughts. You're going to be going out with your boys every night just to kind of like avoid your problems and stuff that you got to get through. No, it's you. It's you building up. That's what happened when I moved to LA, starting from nothing. Mm. And that's where things really started to change for me. Getting in a new environment, had to really get out of my comfort zone, had to go talk to the people that were doing the things that I wanted to do, right? Had to start showing up to the conferences, had to start doing the work. And it got me hyper-focused and it got rid of the old habits, the old things that I was doing that was just wasting me away. Yeah. So I feel that, man. Moving is so powerful. It's, it's so important. I tell every one of my clients, I'm like, you need to move. If you live where you grew up, if you're in the same city, if you can get there in, in a car in two hours and not need to go get a snack, you need to move. Right. You are not far <laughs> enough away. Right. Right? Because there's energy, dude. There's energy. Feel it. We're in this room together. The second we met each other, energy. Yep. Right? There's energy everywhere. Good energy, bad energy, neutral energy, whatever. Right? But when you're in bad energy, it becomes this vortex. It sucks you in. You can't get out of it. And then next thing you know, here's what I realized one day, man. I don't watch sports at all except martial arts. That's it. Because I love Muay Thai. I love Jiu-Jitsu. It's part of my life. I put together a spreadsheet one day to estimate how long I had been spending watching football in my teens and my 20s. And then correlated that with the amount of alcohol I probably drank during that time. And I realized I could have probably built a Fortune 10 company. Right. <laughs> right. But I was in the environment where that's what you do. Yeah. Hey, man, you coming over for the game? It's the game. It's the game. We're going to chill in the garage. Yeah. We're going to uh, barbecue. So what? Why, dude? Right. You're cheering for that team more than you're cheering for yourself. 100%. Are you high right now? Yes. <laughs> and that's what I was. Right. It was like, yeah, I'm going to be high. I'm going to play video games. I'm going to watch the game. I'm going to hook up with people and nothing else matters. And then right. you realize that is not living. That's being avoidant. Yeah. 
you're you're on this you're literally on the sidelines watching everybody else live you're not you're you're not your own all-star athlete in your own game nope you're not the lead actor in your own movie nope. you're not the hero in your own story you're watching everybody else do it it's hard it is hard it's hard because here's the well, reality because everybody is spending millions and billions of dollars to just keep our attention yeah that's don't, what they do don't watch tv don't watch the news if you ask me right now what's happening in the world okay. i don't know maybe i'm socially irresponsible and i'm okay with that i will take that up on my shoulder i have no idea what's happening in the world right now but the things that are happening in your world that you're controlling the transformation you're having with yourself and the people around you exactly. has more impact that is actually changing the world exactly if people want to worry about what's happening on the other side of the world and yes it's okay to be conscious of that but if you're not working on yourself to better yourself, you can't go better the world. If you're not right. helping out your neighbors in your own town, yep. you can't think about what's happening in the state or in the country or in the world. Yeah. So that's where it's got to start. And that's why I love this conversation and, and personal development and the, the communities that we're in now is because that's what it's focused on. You have to start there before you go do that. Like you're saying, doing the work, gaining more money, having more impact, having more influence, having a bigger following, all of that comes from doing the work with yourself first that will allow those opportunities to show up. And, and you'll know this, and I, and I know that we have a lot of new entrepreneurs listening to this, and I want them to know this too. As you grow personally, your finances, your body, your relationships, they will also grow with you. But you have to start where you are because, look, there, there's what? Regular general admission seating here, VIP, and then VVIP. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're in the green room. We're hanging out. There's Tom Bilyeu. There's David. There's Randy. There's all these Sam's back there. All these people, right? But we didn't start there. I was like, I'm going to beg, borrow, and steal this $97 to go to this event. Whatever I got to do, I'll come clean your windows. Yeah. Literally, I have done that, right? And I'm like, all right, whatever it takes. Start where you are. And, and people feel defeated because they're like, I'm not up there yet. I'm like, because you aren't ready. It's the same thing we were talking about. And when you start where you are, here's something crazy, man. I don't know if you know this about me. I don't know how deep of the research that you went into. Three years ago, Grant Cardone invested in the Think Unbroken. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Grant Cardone, billionaire real estate guy. People think he's flashy, he's full of shit, he's this or that. He's, he's one of the most kind and genuine people on planet Earth. He believes in my mission of helping people transform their trauma to triumph. But if I would have tried to pitch my business to Grant six years ago, I wouldn't have been ready. Right. And now in February, I'm going to go judge his great American speak off. So cool. At the 10X Growth Con. Right. I've spoken on the biggest stages in the world, have the greatest mentors in the world. I work. I have friendship. Dude, I have phone numbers in my phone where I'm like, yo, you want this phone number. But right. I'm not giving it to you. Right. Right. But, but my <laughs> point is, that's not where I started. Right. I started where I was like, I'm going to read the books. And a lot of them came from the library because I was in debt, so I couldn't buy them. Right. I'm going to read the books. I'm going to find anything I can on the Internet. I'm going to show up. I'm going to ask for help. That's the biggest thing. And we and don't if, know how to ask for help. And if you're a new entrepreneur, the fir I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to be successful as an entrepreneur, you need to ask for help or you're going to lose. Period. Nobody does this on their own. And, and people are like, Bezos did it on his own. No, he didn't. Elon, no. Zuckerberg, no. And first off, and also stop looking towards them. They're the 00001%. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a jerk. That's probably not you, but you could for sure build a $50 million business. For sure. Right? Stop being our second grade teacher. 
<laughs> that's fair respect respect but i'm just saying i'm just saying like look if you really think about it there's a lot of things that go into that level of success yeah and and there's a lot of for sure there's a lot of evil that goes into that level of success too you know and my hope is to bring goodness and abundance into people and so i you know and that is what it is so my my hope is that people just realize you just have to ask for help ask for support you get stuck on a problem here you you called me you text me hey man can you help me we come be on my show. Yeah. And I said, of course. And I said, the second my new studio is open, you're coming on my show. 100%. Right? Because I need your help too. I need your voice for my show because we're not always the person that people need to hear. Sometimes it's the other person on the other side. And, and all of the asking for help is what I've been able to build and create. And sometimes you have to be a little annoying. Mm -hmm. I really mean that. There, there's someone who's very, very famous. I won't say who, but who has been on my show. I emailed their team 37 times and text them and DM them and showed up and did all the things. Cause I was like, you're coming on my show. You may not know it yet, but it's you're coming on my show. <laughs> and so you got to get really, first off, you got to have a lot of clarity. You got to take a lot of action, ask a lot of help and then charge people what you're worth. Yep. And there's a scale to that. Cause at the beginning you're going to be wrong. You're going to be like, I'm going to charge $20 an hour. Cause that feels like a lot. It's not. And then you're going to be like, I'm going to charge 20 grand and that'll happen. And so I, I think that it's really, if you want to be successful as an entrepreneur, you have to challenge yourself every single day, look at the data, make sure that you're staying in course, get your schedule locked in. Mm -hmm. the, I failed multiple businesses. So I'll be just straight up about that. I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in the process of learning business. Same. Right. And the number one, I'll, I'll actually tell you, I think the number one reason is because I didn't have a schedule. And so what I would do is I'd also get a schedule. I mean, there's so many things, so many tips entrepreneurs can have, but you know, I, I think it really just starts with really truly asking for help and putting it out there and saying, Hey, this is what I'm creating because the universe will give you what you need. hundred percent. And the right people will show up because when you get really hyper-focused on your mission and hyper-focused on what you want out of life, the universe, God, spirit, community recognizes that. Yeah. They start to see, oh, now that you're clear, I'm clear on you and I know who to plug you in with, where you need to go, how I can help take you to the next level. Yeah. I've had three massive conversations just today alone that have transformed my business because mm -hmm. we've been very, very clear on what the next step is. I love is. that. It's powerful. And when first, when entrepreneurs are first getting started out, they don't really know what that is. And that's why we created Abundance. It's so that you can take the quiz. You can really find out where you are. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Learn from the mistakes of all of our advisors and the 50,000 entrepreneurs that we've totally. helped coach. Learn from them. I wish I had Learn abundance when I started, dude. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Same. I was like, where was abundance? Where were the partners? Where were the advisors? Where was this idea Yeah. when I was 75 grand in debt and just scraping by on a broken business? My heart. It's just like even talk, even saying it out loud, I just feel the pain in my body and the lack of sleep I had at the time. But we go through that, go through the fire, as me and my business partner call it. We were going through the fire together to know that this is making us stronger, right? This is building up our shield. This is testing our subconscious of like, how bad do we actually want it? Yeah. And the thing is, so many people quit when they're so close. Like there were the so time. many conversations like, dude, we're done with coaching. We're done with all this. We're, we're, we're just done. I'm going to go back under and hide under a rock and have my little agency and you know, make 120 grand a year and just call it. Yep. And then we're like, what are we saying? 
I felt like I just died when I let that come out of my mouth. Yeah. And we said, no, what is the vision? And that literally that next year we sat down or no, that next month, sorry. We sat down and literally drew our five-year plan. And we've been like 20 to 30% above Brilliant. performance on that five-year plan. Like love we're coming that. into year three. I love that. And it's like, it was, it's, it's, it's always one decision away of you being successful. Like we don't really know it because we don't know what we don't know. But when we just keep knocking on the right doors, talking to the right people, listen to the right stuff, listening to podcasts like True. yours, eventually things start to line up. You're like, oh, I heard this from Unbroken. I heard this from Abundance. I heard this from David Meltzer. I heard this from Randy. I heard this from Tom. I heard this from Tony. And you're like, wow, finally it just, yeah, something. And, and, and look, I'll say this too. And the ladies, we got to call them out too, because I heard it from Mel and I heard it from Marie Forleo yes. and I heard it from Lisa Bilyeu. And I heard it from all these stunning, awesome, just unbelievable women who are like, you know, it's harder for them in our space. For sure. Right. And they're like, nope, I'm going to go get it. Yep. I'm going to go get it. I had Amy Porterfield on and she's just one of the most incredible human beings of all time. And it's like the the story that she shared with me about her journey. She left working for Tony Robbins. Nobody does. That. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so it is about learning. And, and actually, I want to share a quick story with you because I, I think it's relevant. I want to go back to that help piece because I'm I'm sitting in this in real time right now. Mm -hmm. There's a very, very, very early episode of the Ask Gary V show that I'm on. We're talking 10 years. Wow. Maybe light, maybe longer. I don't even know. And what I want to do is I want to give people permission to ask for help. Do you know what I asked Gary? What did you ask him? I said, Gary, because I didn't know. Really, I, I mean this truly with all sincerity, because I never felt safe to do anything with him. I was terrified. Mm -hmm. People were always screwing me over. People are always hurting, literally, physically, mentally, emotionally. And uh, I go, Gary, how do I ask for help? Probably the greatest advice anyone ever has given me. He goes, you just did. I'm going to go back and listen to that episode. Yeah. It changed my life, man. Because it's like, when you ask people for help, it, it does two things. One, it'll help you reframe what you think is true about the world. And what you think is true about the world is that people are bad. They're not. It's dangerous out there. They're not. You can't trust anybody. They're not. Don't talk to strangers. My business has grown because I talk to strangers every yeah. day. Which we're at the D to D conferences. Like all these dudes do is talk to strangers. Right. Knocking on doors. Knocking right? on doors. And everybody's a stranger until they're your friend. Yeah. And and the other part about asking for help too is you'll come to realize is people want to help you. Some of it's egotistical. Let's call it what it is, because we feel good. And people lie about it. Like, I just do it because that's who I am. Like, because it makes you feel good. Right. Come on. <laughs> right. Why are you lying? It makes right. me feel good. For sure. Let's call it what it is. And, and because genuinely, people are not bad. People make bad decisions. But they are not bad. I agree. 100%. Yeah, people say, oh, they're born into sin. You're born like, you know, you need help. You're born broken. All these things. I'm like, no, I don't believe that. I believe that we're born whole. And that we have a conscious and an unconscious mind. And there's, it depends on what you want controlling the wheel. Like, who do you want behind the wheel? Do you want to be conscious about it, making decisions? Or do you want to be unconscious, like you said, standing on the sidelines, watching 
watching life happen, being a bystander. That's it, just a choice. And here's the That's thing. That's all it is. Here's the thing about that too, man. This is really important. Like it's really important. If you do not do the thing that keeps you awake at night, when you die, the last thought going through your head is going to be regret. Yep. And that means you just wasted all of this. You only got one life. Live it. Show up. Yeah. And it's okay to be scared. Dude, I'm scared all the time. Do you know how terrifying it is every single day to be alive? Every day. But you go, all right, cool. Let's go. Let's see Let's what go. happens. See what happens. The worst thing that's going to happen to you already happened. So stop worrying about what doesn't exist. And when you get into that, and then you really get into abundance, right? And abundance, it should be this thing. Look, let's call it what it is. It's a buzzword right now, mm -hmm. right? Same as healing, right? People go, you're a healing coach. I'm like, yeah, but like kind of, right? Because there's so many more elements of it. A lot of layers to that. There's so many layers. A lot of layers so to abundance. Onions. So many layers. And so when you think about abundance, people will go to wealth, but it's not. Can you have a great relationship and awesome children and great friendships and have everything that you ever dreamed of? The answer is yes, but you're going to have to earn it. Earn it. Every inch. Yeah. And it's going to be really dirty and grimy before it ever gets pretty and shiny. It's true. And know, and know that going into it, it's like, I'm going through the pain. I'm going through the stuff. I'm going through the work. Know that it's going to get better. You're going to start exercising the right muscles that'll help pull you up out of the shit. Yeah. And here's what's cool about uh, entrepreneurship too. It's, I, I think true, two things. One, if you live in America, it's the greatest freedom you can ever experience, right? And yeah. a lot of places in the world, but especially here, consumerist and capitalistic country. And two, you want to be an entrepreneur? You're going to find out who you are. Oh, yeah. You're going to find out because you're going to be pushed into things and ways and places you didn't know were possible. It's the most powerful therapy on the planet. Word. Let's, let's get real. Because <laughs> then you start Word. going into like, oh, now that I'm starting to understand that and I need more energy, it's like, oh, now I'm going to go get a coach and get therapy on, on my physical, on my mental, on my relationships, on my finances. Yep. My next coach to give me the next place. It's like now all of a sudden you got eight different therapists showing up in your life because you're trying to get to this one goal of trying to become this big, like successful entrepreneur. Yeah. You're like, man, I got to be doing the work on all these different levels. And start where you are on that because yeah. like the coach you hire today might be 50 bucks an hour and you're freaked out, Yeah. right? And that's okay, but start there. Have somebody supporting you, right? If you grew up as an athlete, especially, you always had a coach, right? And we think that we're supposed to go through the world figuring out on our own, but I don't know about you, I don't have a playbook. I don't ever know really what I'm doing. I don't want to ever be misconstrued about who I am. I never know what I'm doing. I have a general idea. I try some things. I move in that direction, but it's never like, all right, I got it all planned out. And that's because you have to have space to pivot and you don't yeah. really know. Life, life throws a lot of curves at you. For but, sure. But you start with that coach, just that person who's a, a step ahead of you. Because like, if I go rewind, if I would have hired someone to be my coach who's at the level I'm at now, 10 years ago, it'd have been too much information. No, I wouldn't connect it. I wouldn't be able to connect. You'd have been like, stop challenging me. I'm leaving this waste of my money. Yeah. I'm out. Exactly. Exactly. Because you need somebody who's going to be like, okay, cool. Literally, my healing journey, honest, I'm not even joking, started with brushing my teeth every morning. Just like general self-care. I was so depressed. Yeah. I was so messed up, dude. 
I would lay in bed all day and I would just chain smoke cigarettes and joints and I sometimes wouldn't bathe for two or three days at a time. And it was like, all right, dude, just wake up and brush your teeth. Yeah. Just do that. Start there. And that's the truth about it. And now it's like people look at me and they go, you have so many amazing things. You're like, you speak on all these big stages. You have this big podcast. I'm like, yeah, but that ain't where I started. That's not where I started. There's no silver spoons. There's trust fund. There's nothing. I'm an orphan. I don't even have parents. And so it was like, hold myself accountable. Yeah. Just do one thing. One thing. I, I love what Ed Milet talks about. Just the one more the thing. One more. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's such a brilliant concept. And it's brilliant because I was doing it, but I never named it. I was just like, just keep going. Just keep going. And if people are willing to do that in life, relationships, career, money, health, business, they'll live an abundant life. That's what I tell my students all the time. Just, just keep, just keep working at it. Just keep showing up every day. Just keep doing the reps. You don't have to think about, oh, I want to be where Chance and Abdul are. That's not going to service you in any way. Think, hey, okay, how can I get my first client? How can I get my first real estate deal? Yeah. How can I get my first book published? Okay, great. Let's take those micro steps. And when you find your goal, you start working backwards. You can cr actually create a roadmap that's attainable that you can actually get to. Right. And then you can figure out, okay, what do I got to do every day? It's showing up because most people say, oh, I'm working on my business. I'm working on myself. I blocked out the time to do it, but you're actually not doing the reps. You're actually not doing the work. You tell yourself you are. So you get the dopamine hit of like, oh, it's Saturday afternoon and I'm going to set these three hours aside. I'm going to work on myself. And you're like kind of on Instagram and you're kind of listening to a podcast and you're kind of reading a book that talks about the problem that you want to solve, yep. but you're not actually doing it. So when I say do it, set those times aside. Deep Work is a fantastic book. I don't know if yes. you've read it. It's like you got three to six hours a day of deep work, Maximum brain power. Productivity. Dedicate that time to the one thing you need to change right now. Yep. That's your finances. Great. Work on your business before you go waste that brain energy working for somebody else. Because that's when you're going to truly break free and condense your wealth gap is spending that deep work hours on the thing that you need to fix. Yeah, and, and give yourself some grace in it too. Because here's the truth about it. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> you do. At first, in the beginning, when you're like, here's the idea. Mm -hmm. Here's what I think I need to do. Here's the person I believe I can become. It's, it's, I teach my students this. We're both teachers, which I really appreciate. I teach my students this, my clients, everybody I work with. I go, there is you here right now today as the person and version you are. There's you here on the other side as the person and version that you hope to become. And in between that is the gap. And in order to become the person you're, you're capable of being, you must close the gap. And the only way that you can close the gap is by showing up every single day while giving yourself grace, while being patient, while learning, while trusting, while letting go, and while healing. Because you're capable of being this person. I believe that for everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, you and I know some of the most powerful people. Powerful is a word, but powerful in the sense of who they are, not in terms of power. Right. Right. They're these powerful, incredible human beings. And we know them and you, you feel their vibration, you feel their energy and you go, that's not where you start because they were on this side of the gap. Right. But they, they did what it took every single day, incrementally creating mastery around all the things that they wanted in their life. And that's what you've done. That's what I do. And 
to be honest with you, and I'm, I don't know if you'll agree, I don't want to put words in your mouth, I'm not even remotely close to the person I want to be. I agree. Not even remotely. I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. Dude, I feel so far removed from it right now that it's just, it's on my vision board. Like, this is, I told you my dreams. Yeah. I have none of the things I just told you. That's not going to stop me. And that's the thing. It's like, just keep going every single day, little bit by little bit. Tony says it, Tony Robbins says it better than anybody. People underestimate what they can do in a decade. Seriously. You got a long time to live. You got a long time and it's okay if you're 48 or if you're 18 and you don't have it together yet. You're still alive. I've seen witness so many people build companies that they exit on four years in, five years in, sets them up for life. Yeah. And they were 50 years old and said, oh, it's too late for me to change. It's too late for me to make money. It's too late for me to have that dream life. It's like, no, that's still the trash in your brain that's, you know, spoon feeding you poverty mentality. Yeah. You have to break out of that. It's like, um, there is, we were just watching, uh, I can't remember the name of the show, but there's this actor, he's 84 years old and he's like, uh, got nominated for a Golden Globe. That was his first big appearance his entire life. He was always doing these small things and almost gave up on it. 84 years old. I love that. Gets, gets nominated for a Golden Globe on like a amazing, it's like, it's never too late. Yeah. It's never too late. Dude, when I walked, so I worked for this Fortune 10 company as a kid. No high school diploma, no college education. It's so unlikely. And when I walked away from that, everyone in my life was like, dude, you're crazy. You'll never have this much success again. You'll never find a job. Blah, blah. All you have to do is believe in yourself and pay your dues. Pay your dues. So as we wrap up the podcast, there's so much amazing stuff you just shared, man. It's just, I'm blown away at your story and the work that you're doing and how much you're helping others go through the work as well. Because when you do go through the fire, like you said, you're being dragged along the bottom. You're like, this is rock bottom. I'm hitting every rock with my for, face. For sure. I was literally going to say, I was like, <laughs> just, no, I didn't just, whoop, okay, I, I was, yeah. I'm good. I'm no, good. man, I, I, got, was, I got dragged. It was rough. <laughs> going through that, just, man, I really respect you. You've Thank done you. so many Same. amazing things. So just kind of close it up. Like, can you just kind of finish your story of 30 transforming? I know there's a lot to it, but what was like that? thing where you're like, okay, I, I know who I'm becoming. And then what was like the what and the how that really kind of catapulted you into your business now? When did it click where you're like, wait a second, this is, this is my thing. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I have a couple of different businesses and I think the thing that really solidified what it was that I wanted to do was recognizing that when I first started Think Unbroken, it was a blog that I wrote anonymously that you can't find, right? And, but people started finding and they were like, dude, thank you for writing. Thank you for changing my life. And then it turned into you saved my life. Wow. Dude, every day I get a message from somebody, you saved my life. You changed my life. It's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. Like in a good way, but it's still heavy. And I always tell them, no, I didn't. I just gave you the tools. You did all the work. And so that just kept happening. And then people were like, will you coach me? And I was like, no. No, I'm still broken. But I was a step ahead of them like we were right. talking about. And so I was like, okay, cool. But I'm going to charge you money. I'm not doing this for free, right? And you're not going to take it seriously if I do it for free. For sure. And so we just started it. And it was high ticket coaching right out of the gate, right? 
And then it turned into group coaching. It turned into writing a best-selling book. It turned into another book. It turned into the podcast. It turned into podcast production company. It turned into speaking on the biggest stages in the world. And, and that all, the what of that just kind of unveiled itself as I went. But I would say the biggest thing about it that as I reflect on it today and I look at the beginning of this whole journey, it was about me first. Yeah. It was me first. And it still is technically because I know if I get better, I can serve better. If I learn more, I can give more education. And the amount of investment that I've had in my own life is really the cornerstone to all of it. And there's levels. And so I just play at the level I'm at. I'm not trying to play the levels where I'm not yet yet because I will get there. And, and I think that having clarity about it, like I know what I want to do in the businesses. I know who it is that I want to hire. I know the stages I want to be on. I know the people I want to connect and collaborate with. And so here, I'll give you something tactical. This will be, I think, helpful for people. I look at decision-making as a filter system. Okay. Now there's levels and layers of this filter, top to down. It's top funnel system, right? So I'll give you a great example. You asked me to come on the podcast, right? Well, I don't, I don't know you. I know that you're connected with my people. That's a great starting, yes. right? But what I do is I go, okay, let me find out what they're about. Do they filter through and align with my values? Number one, figure out your values. Who are you and what do you stand for? Mine are honesty, kindness, leadership, self-actualization, and no excuses. And so if I connect with you, I always go, do you align with these in any capacity? Because if you don't, it's an automatic no, because that's the top of the funnel. Yep. If your energy is off and I feel like you're lying because we can read that in people, I'm out. Yep. Number two is boundaries. I look at my boundaries and I go, okay, is this person in alignment with how I take care of myself? Because boundaries are for me. They are not for you. And that's the thing people miss all the time. They're like, they're crossing my boundary. I'm like, because you let them. Yep. This is on you. And, and number three is I look at my community and I go, Does, has somebody vetted them? Because I, my community is good humans. Yeah. And my community only lets good humans in my community. 100%. And so that helps in making the decisions. And that's what I apply to every element of business. So powerful. And I would challenge everybody listening in to, to create that system because it will protect you from people wasting your time, people hurting you, getting into bad business relationships that end up costing you a lot of money. I've had my fair share of those. Preach. <laughs> Uh, and it really starts to make you more sensitive to reading people and then finding the right people, right? Because I find out, I've, I've found that when I really fine tune that process, I have my own, but very similar in that flow, you just can see the people in the room. You're like, I got to know that person. I got to go talk to that lady. That person needs to meet this other person that I know because there's this, you know, and it starts to happen and you just get, you get better at it. And so, I just challenge you guys to to set that up, to set up that process so that you can really start to find more abundance in your life and really truly be unbroken. Yeah, brother. So is there any last minute thoughts, knowledge bombs you want to drop on the abundance listeners here? You know, I think about this every single day. Literally, I do. Who you were yesterday does not have to be who you are tomorrow. So, so true. So true. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Another Abundance podcast here at the Door to Door Con. Got to thank Sam Tegart for having us all out, letting us do this amazing podcast. 
and uh, just excited for all the amazing opportunities that are going to come up between this relationship that we've just started, my friend. And I uh, look forward to all the amazing things and the even bigger things that we do in the future together. So for sure. thanks for being on, my man. My guy.